Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Calling all detectives. When a killer terrorized a city, I tried to catch him by reading his mind. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. Believe me, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. There's a system to everything, even chance. Car 14, 32 West Jordan Road, signal 3. Behind the wheel of the police car, Lieutenant Dawson mumbled, That's a fight. It's not for us. I leaned back against the cushions. How do you know it'll be this neighborhood, Dawson? I'm just hoping, Jerry. All cars, vicinity of Logan and Walker, signal 7, signal 7... That's us, Jerry. Yeah, and it's four miles from where we are. Step on it. We were the last car to arrive at Logan and Walker. The crowd in front of Harry Fraden's tavern told its own story. I didn't look at the two bodies on the floor. They couldn't tell us anything. I was interested in a short, stout man wearing a bartender's apron. Yeah, I'm Harry Frayden. This is my joint uh, place. But I went home. One of the kids is sick. If I'd have stayed, I'd be dead too. Dawson was frantic when he learned that once more there were no witnesses to the brutal murders. For the sixth night in a row, some person or persons had held up a business place and deliberately killed any possible witness. A hold-up man or gang was operating under the theory that you can never be caught if all witnesses are dead. Dawson, I gave you 14 police cars, 65 men to catch these killers. Why haven't they been caught? Dawson winced, kept quiet, as Police Commissioner Clifford McGillivray sounded off. I took a chance and talked up. It's a big city, Commissioner. Even 500 men couldn't cover it adequately, much less 65. Browning, what are you doing here anyway? My client, Consolidated Insurance, sells a lot of hold-up insurance, Commissioner. Oh, well, you can tell your client that Dawson has been relieved. Lieutenant Nogordi will handle it from here on. That's all. Jerry, you shouldn't have talked back to McGillivray. Now I'm really in the soup. That Hank Nogordi will do anything to show me up. You may still crack it. On your own time, Dawson. Come on over to my office. At my office, I took a big city map from the top of a file cabinet and unrolled it. Look, Dawson, I've got each one of the places that were held up the past six nights marked on the map. What of it? The first killing southwest, the fourth north, the fifth southeast, the sixth near the east city line. There's no pattern. It makes no sense. That's right, Dawson. It makes no sense whatever. I have a feeling, purely hunch, that we're up against a lone wolf. No group of men could stomach this much killing. 
Furthermore, I think he has a wild kind of cunning. He's being careful to keep from establishing a pattern of where he strikes. I know, Jerry, I know, but if he avoids a pattern, there's just no pattern. I rolled up the map, put it away. You're wrong, Dawson. There's a pattern in lack of pattern. Just like a man writing down a series of meaningless numbers. He's so careful to make them look real that a trained accountant can spot their phony stupor reality at a glance. Dawson stared at me. Jerry, you mean you know where this killer's going to hit next? I wish I did, Dawson. But it's too soon to tell. I tried just the same. Night after night, Dawson and I cruised the streets, trying to arrive at some spot ahead of a killer who didn't himself know where he intended to strike next. A couple of times... Pull over to the curb! Come out with your hands up! Oh, it's you again, Dawson, and that jerk private detective. That's right, Hank. Uh, Lieutenant Nagori, we want to help you. You can help me. Go on home and go to bed. Yeah? Lieutenant Nagori was a real sweet guy. But he wasn't any closer to catching the killer than Dawson had been. Now, look, Dawson. We pinpointed all holdups on the map. Yeah, and it looks like a crazy quilt. Of course. That's what it's supposed to look like. See this? Twice southwest. You won't go back there again. The Eastwood district is blank. That's suspicious. He'll go there next. No, he won't. He'll never go there now because Nagorty will have a dozen cops staked out in Eastwood on the same reasoning you jumped to. And look over here. South Central. He's hit around it a couple of times. Never actually in the district because it's mostly warehouses and brokers' offices. But there's a restaurant on South 14th. Does a good supper business. Closes around 9.30. That's the spot, Dawson. I think you're crazy, Jerry. But let's go. get an idea of how frightened the town was of the hold-up killer when I tell you that the owner of the South Gardens restaurant let me sit at the counter and take cash in his place. In a waiter's uniform, Dawson fussed around one of the unoccupied tables near the entrance. Well before 9.30, the place started to empty. By closing time, there was only one lone diner finishing his dessert. I nodded to Dawson, who walked slowly to the door to lock up. This was the critical moment at which the killer would push into the place... If he showed up at all. Dawson threw the bolt on the door. Nothing happened. Well, Jerry, guess you were wrong. The lone diner put down his coffee cup, got up, and reached for his coat on the rack. He took it down with his right hand, turned around, and in the same moment... I fired. Jerry, you've lost your mind. I don't think so. I say he's holding a gun under his coat. Go look. Sure. He still had the gun in his right hand, shielded by his coat. A man who's right-handed, who holds a coffee cup with his right hand, reaches for a coat with his left so that he can swing his right hand into the coat sleeve. It's a small thing. Detectives have died for overlooking small things. Our man wasn't dead. I'd fired low. I don't believe in cheating the chair. We found another gun in his pocket... And a folding map, pinpointed exactly like the one I had in my office. Dawson got the credit, and merits toward a promotion. Well, the newspapers claimed we were just lucky. Happened to be on the spot. 
Like I said, the harder you try to make a crime look random, the sooner you'll find a cop waiting for you. <laughs> 